0: Hey guys, welcome back to Reclaim Victory Podcast, where we reclaim the victory we have through Jesus Christ. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I recommend you go do that, because this week sort of bounces off that and continues with uh, Matthew 38-39. through So let's go ahead and get started. So this week we're going to be talking about who are we. And considering as we continue to journey through this life, we tend to lose sight of who we are. And as this year comes to an end, I just felt God pressing on my heart that we needed to talk about that. Who are we really? Are we just people meant to walk the earth and live for pleasure and selfish desires? Or are we a people meant for more than that, to help and love and show compassion for others? See, this journey isn't something that we talk about often, and I believe that's because we get so focused on life and what it has to offer, and all the things that we have to do, that really we just lose sight of the one thing that we really need to do, which is realign our sight with God, and see ourselves for what we really are. See, this episode and next episode will be our last two for now, where we bring up Matthew 22, 38-39. And the reason we've been using this verse for the past couple episodes is because there's so much to learn from it, and understand about it that it can't just be put into one episode. From understanding that we need to make God the center of our life, as in the first episode, to understanding how to make God the center of our life, like the second episode. So now in this episode, we're going to talk about how we begin to understand who we really are in Christ. And in Matthew 22:39, it says to love our neighbors as ourselves. But when I look around, and maybe you've seen this too, How many people actually love themselves? We see self-harm, suicide, a world that spins on the axis of anxiety and depression, and a culture that runs around blind without any sense of direction. Now, I'm not saying, like, becoming a Christian is a fix-all for everyone, because sometimes, like, people do have depression and anxiety, and it's just imbalance issues. But when everybody, or most people, have all of this stuff, it begins to raise some questions. Like, what are we doing? How do we actually fix this? What's the key to fixing this? And see, I believe we try to love others. We really do, but where we get mixed up is that in order to love others, we must be able to love ourselves and to figure out how to love ourselves. We need to understand who we are in Christ and understand the love he has for us. But to understand God's love, which we can't really fully comprehend because He loves us more than we can fathom, we have to look at the cross. The emotional weight of the crucifixion was more than just Jesus dying for us to save us. See, imagine having an only son and having to kill Him in order to save everyone. Yes, we all know that in the end, Jesus would resurrect and save us all. But even with that, the pain of having to send your own son to experience the most excruciating pain and weight you can think of, so stressful your son starts sweating blood, begging you not to go through with this, to pass the cup, but then telling him that he has to go through with this, and to experience the pain and death in order to save everyone. See, that, that's more pain than I'm sure 99.9% of us have ever experienced. But that shows the kind of love God has for us, willing to sacrifice His own Son, willing to throw everything to the side to save us. Us, measly, sinful people, who even though we're saved will continue to sin and break God's heart. Yet He still did it and saved us so we could be with Him. See, that's the kind of love God has for us. But what does this mean for us though? First off, it means that we are a new creation. As 2 Corinthians 5.17 states, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. What I like here is its use of behold. Because instead of it using and, it uses a much more powerful word. See, not only does behold mean to observe, It means to observe something remarkable, something impressive, something amazing. It's saying, look at this amazing thing that has happened. This person is no longer their old self, no longer bound by sin. They are a beautiful, remarkable, amazing new creation that God has created himself. The old has passed, the sinful nature has passed the old selfish person has passed, and behold, in its place has come something remarkably new. Secondly, what God's love means for us is that there is no condemnation for our past sins. For those who believe in Jesus Christ, as Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Who you once were is no longer who you are now. The things you once did, the sins you once committed, they are considered nothing because Christ has saved you from that. Those were the chains that held you down and through the death of Christ, if you believe in Him, those chains are broken. The accusations are gone. You are as if you had never sinned, white as snow. Lastly. We are more than conquerors in Christ. Romans 8.37 says, "In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Let me repeat that we are more than conquerors. Through Christ's love, nothing on this earth can stand in our way. Nothing on earth can bring us down. And even if we die, there's something even greater. We get to be in heaven with our Heavenly Father. If we live, God can use us to change the lives of so many people. Through Christ's conquering of sin and death, neither one of those has a hold of us anymore. Yes, our old self may rise up sometimes, and we may sin sometimes, but ultimately, we are conquerors through Christ. But how do these things affect the way we love ourselves? Because when we understand these things, that Christ loves us with an endless, unconditional love, And that is the same love we are to have for others. That agape kind of love. That selfless, unconditional, sacrificial kind of love. We can understand that we need to love ourselves that way too. In order to love our neighbors, we need to love ourselves. And that comes from Christ's love. Because obviously, we can't love ourselves like that on our own. Just look around. When we understand that we no longer are condemned because Christ saved us, we don't have to beat up ourselves anymore for sinning, for doing what we used to do, for doing what was in our nature. We can fully rest on the truth that Christ saved us once and for all at the cross. When we understand that we are conquerors and co-heirs with Christ, we know that sin and death no longer have their chains wrapped around us. We don't have to live the way we used to and can go living in Christ's love following in his footsteps. We can love ourselves with the love that Christ has for us and rest in his embrace. And in turn, we can love our neighbors as ourselves with the love of Christ. With saying these things, it doesn't just mean go, be selfish and love yours, only yourselves. What I'm saying is this, go. Understand how Christ loves you. Understand who you are in him. And love yourself with His love. And then use that love to go out and love others. You need to understand that Christ's love is like a flowing fountain. It fills your cup up, but it doesn't stop there. His love overflows that cup, and He doesn't want us to put a lid on that cup. He wants us to let that cup, our cup, with His love, overflow and let that love fill others' cups. See, when we do that, we can really love ourselves the way God wants us to love ourselves. And in turn, that allows us to love others with His love. So as you go about your week, as you go through the end of the year and into the next, really pray about this and put upon your heart, do I love myself the way that God wants me to? Do I fully rest in his truth that he loves me and the way that he loves me is the way he wants me to love myself. And the way he wants me to love myself is the way he wants me to love other people. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for creating the moon, the stars, the sun, everything pointing to you, Father. Thank you for your love sending your son down to die on the cross, as painful as that was, thank you, Father. Because with that, we can know how to love ourselves and we can know how to love other people. We thank you for these things, Father, and we just pray that as this new year comes, you help guide us in your direction and in your will towards loving other people and using your love to love them and using your love to love ourselves, and maybe, just maybe, we can make a difference in all the depression and anxiety and pain going on in the world through your love, Father. We thank you for these things, and in your name we pray, amen. Thank you guys for listening, and hopefully you tune in in the next episode. It'll be the last one, at least for now, where we talk about Matthew 22, 38 through 39. Thank you, guys. Remember to share this episode. If you haven't listened to the previous ones, go listen to them. They are definitely worth listening to. And in order to keep these podcasts going, if you'd like, you can donate. And there should be a button on this site where of Anchor where you can donate. Um, thank you, guys. God bless. And remember... Jesus loves you.